Welcome to Teen Talk News. I'm Phil Cross, co-director of the Epic News Network, a journalism program for students of Epic Charter Schools. Joining me today, Anya, Jensen, and Solomon. We are all in the middle of the deep freeze, hopefully coming out of it as we have weathered an historic storm, lots of snow, lots of cold. How have you guys kept warm? So... Uh, my family, we live kind of out in the middle of nowhere, so we got a lot of snow and we can't really go anywhere. Um, we Currently, we have used most of our firewood. Um, we have a bunch of little small stuff that got covered in snow, so that's not very fun. Um, half part of our pipes have frozen up, so for a while we didn't have water in parts of our house. Right now we have water everywhere except for our kitchen, which that's kind of sucky. Um, we've had a heater underneath the sink for the past three days and it's still not turning on. We've been, So we've been doing our dishes in the bathroom, which isn't very fun. I can tell you that. Um, I think part of why we're seeing so much damage from the storm is because it was so unexpected. You know, people weren't really expecting this because, you know, we live in the South and, and we typically don't get this much snow. And uh, I've, I've been hearing about a lot of busted pipes and uh, just a lot of water main breaks and issues surrounding this because, um, uh, yeah, Solomon pointed out technically Midwest, but yes, um, we're just straight up, we're not used to seeing this much snow and nobody was really prepared for it. And uh, I think that's part of why we're seeing so many issues resulting from this storm. Uh, well, how have you been uh, handling all this cold? I mean, this is you are living through history. We've never been this cold for this long in Oklahoma. I mean, well, not since, what, 1899, I believe, was we've, we've broken records that have been set for over 100 years. Well, really, I've just been like, honestly, nothing's really been like different for me. Like, I mean, obviously things are colder here and everything, but really I'm just staying inside and wearing warm clothes and just just overall staying warm really and it's not just oklahoma experiencing it; it's the rest of the country particularly uh, a bad impact in texas jensen tell us what you've been reading about the texas power situation um i have um read a couple stories on the texas like in general um i'm hearing a lot of people not being prepared for it so they don't have enough wood and I read several stories where people were ended up burning like wooden toys and then they were tearing down fences for wood. Um, I heard, um, I did not read this anywhere, but um, in our meeting earlier today, someone mentioned that people, um, someone's roof caved in. I was trying to find that. I could not find um, the man's name, but someone's roof caved in and um, he lost power. So, and people are just um, in general, not prepared in Texas. And like Anya said, we're not used to this kind of weather. Uh, yeah, I think this weather is, uh, you know, having a profound effect on how we're functioning in day-to-day -day life because uh, we live in a somewhat warmer climate where we, we don't regularly expect this amount of snow. Um, and like, I, I know how it's affected people personally, like my church, uh, their pipes froze over and that caused their sprinkler system to burst and the whole church was flooded and there's just water everywhere. And, and I haven't been there personally. I'm, I'm speaking from, uh, like what I've seen on like Facebook, you know, I, um, and yeah, so it's, it's just causing, uh, issues for everybody all around. And I think we have to be cautious and remain vigilant if we're going to get out in this type of weather because, um, you know, roads and just conditions aren't aren't good to be out driving. So. Well, I agree. People shouldn't 
shouldn't if the, if if you don't need to be out on the road, you should just stay home because you you that's it's very risky to go out in all this snow and possibly ice and risk your life. And it's just like you you just need to stay safe. One of the things I think is interesting for you guys being students at at Epic, you do a lot of your work virtually anyway. So you guys don't really get snow days. So even whenever you're snowed in, you've still got schoolwork to keep you busy, right? Yeah. All right, so the other issue that this cold uh, weather and snow has uh, caused is it has kind of pushed pause on the state's COVID-19 vaccination efforts because we have had to cancel uh, so many appointments and distribution sites because it's just not safe to get out. On the flip side of that, we've seen a pretty dramatic drop nationwide as we hit this cold snap, uh, even going back a week or so in, in the terms of number of active cases. Uh, and in Oklahoma, that's kind of followed as well that we are seeing a, a lot fewer active cases. And do you think that might be because everybody is, you know, it's not a, it's not a personal choice to stay in anymore. It's a, it's a matter of, you know, we can see danger and so we know not to get out on snow and ice. Okay, so for Oklahoma, currently we have um, 79,260 cases for COVID, and we have only had the last few episodes. Um, I pull um, info on this, I pull numbers before every episode, and um, so that includes Wednesday, and for per day, uh, we've cut the numbers almost in half since the snow started. So um, I agree it is uh, making an impact on cases. Yeah, I read a story about a Seattle woman who is 90 years old and she walked six miles through the snow to receive her first shot of the COVID-19 vaccine. Um, uh, first of all, I wanted to say props to her, man. That's pretty impressive, you know, being 90 and, and well, just walking six miles alone. And in the snow and being 90 years old, wow, that's pretty cool. Um, and I think that just uh, really goes to show how determined the American people are to uh, get this vaccine and, and put a halt to the virus that has kind of like ravaged our country. So um, I think that shows a lot of uh, determination on her part and just man good on her <laughs> obviously that's it's it's a pretty good achievement i mean that's not something that a lot of people could do but i mean this it's just really like it really shows you how far people will go to to end this like to how far people would go to like resolve this virus because this has been ravaging us for a, almost a whole year and we just we just want it to end. Um, I have also have the deaths for um like on for this is for Oklahoma County currently, but it we've had um six hundred and eighty deaths and with four more on Wednesday, which unfortunately the deaths are still holding with an average of around five to six a day. Um, so that's very unfortunate but the cases are going down um, currently, and currently the rate of infection is still holding steady at just above 10%. Yeah, I think we're seeing, So um, I'm sorry, go on. Oh, I was just go. gonna say, we're probably seeing such a large decrease in, in COVID numbers recently over the past couple of days because nobody's really been out to go anywhere. Like, you know, you, you can't go do things. And so it's, it's, uh, it's uh, oh gosh, 
what was I going to say? Um, weather enforced social distancing, let's call it that, you know, since people can't go out and perform the normal activities that they would, you know, they can't go to work and uh, their kids aren't going to school. So it's, it's uh, weather enforced social distancing, can't really do anything. So uh, that's definitely why we've seen such a large drop in, in COVID numbers. Um, I agree. Like, since people can't, since people can't really get out and really do anything because of this weather, there's no way, at least there's no way that anybody could get it from, from outside of their family or anybody that they really know. Because obviously, obviously they're not really interacting with anybody else except for the people close to them. So there's obviously no way that they could really get it unless somebody in their, in their close area had it. Maybe we are headed in the right direction, even if we can't, can't get to vaccination sites in Oklahoma right now. In a non-Oklahoma-centered story, we have some uh, fun news that Jensen loves following NASA. Jensen, tell us a little bit about the big news coming out of space today. So um, the Perseverance rover will touch down just before um, four today. Um, it, the exact time is 3.55, so, and the um, Ingenuity um, Mars helicopter will be um, touching down as well. And I'm just going to go through and explain kind of what each thing is. So the Perseverance rover is obviously just another rover to um, replace uh, the rover that recently, that not recently, I say recently, but uh, kind of a bit ago, that broke down. So, and um, the uh, Mars helicopter will be used to scout targets of interest. They did not explain what that was on the site. I'm just, I'm not sure really what that is. Um, so I can't really give you any more information on that. And it's also supposed to um, plan the future drive paths of the rover. So there is a live stream that you can watch on nasa.gov and it'll start around 12 on Eastern time, um, Eastern Standard Time, can't talk, sorry. And um, there is an 11 and a half minute delay between Earth and the rover. So they've started, um, at NASA, they have started piloting the rover um, already. They started at 8.30. I was going to mention something slightly different um, along, along the same lines of, of like, you know, space travel, but uh, Elon Musk is planning to launch a prototype of a vehicle uh, that, that would be a fully reusable transport system capable of carrying up to 100 people to the red planet. And I just think that's really cool. And I did just quote BBC News. That was, those are not my own words, but um, uh, I think that's really cool that even in the age of COVID that we're continuing to advance our scientific knowledge and, and just uh, push the bounds of what we currently know to be true in science, like push that to the limit and see how far we can go. And, and um, yeah, so Elon Musk, y'all. That is definitely, well, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, 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 it's great, really. The fact that we can continue to make discoveries or at least continue to try and make discoveries during this time where everybody is trying where everybody is basically locked down it's really it's really amazing like it really shows the resilience of the human race like in the sense that yes we may be enduring a uh, nationwide a, a global pandemic but we're still continuing to better our society you know for scientific advances so 
anything else to say on that, Sal Jensen? Sorry. <laughs> uh, yes, I forgot to mention it um, beforehand, but the, there are several cities around the country that are actually going to be lighting up red to honor the landing. And some of the cities include, let me see if I can find it again. Um, I know the Empire State Building is going to be lighting up red. Um, it has been doing it since 16th, since the 16th of February, um, starting at sunset. The Los Angeles International Airport Gateway pylons will glow red from sundown beginning to um, beginning yesterday, which was February 17th. And then there um, several other sites in the United States um, that include select buildings along the Chicago skyline, sorry, the Chicago skyline, I cannot talk, such as the Adler Planetarium. All right, I think that is about all the time we have and what a great way to end the day is on the future of scientific discoveries. Uh, and you guys hit the nail on the head. It is exciting that even amid the troubled times we're in, there are still those out there looking to make advances for all of us. For Anya, Jensen, Solomon, I'm Phil Cross with the Epic News Network. We'll talk to you next week.